jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and just hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us in Forest and our community. And today we get to chat with Dr. Lucy Chen. She's the Vice President of Advocacy and Community Engagement with the Cathedral Arts Project. Dr. Chen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Ah, so excited to chat. And just to kick it off, give me a rundown on what the Cathedral Arts Project is. So at CAP, we provide arts education to students in Northeast Florida. We bridge the gap in access and availability of quality arts programs. And for a lot of children in our city, they probably only get two classes per month at their school. So CAP provides a varied and rigorous programs in areas like violin, ballet, and visual arts so that we give access to all children and for them to have quality arts education. So you said bridge the gap. What gap is this? So Over the last few decades, there has been a long-term decline in school-based arts education throughout the entire nation. And um, some of the arts programs are gutted because it's because of budget cuts, Mm. but sometimes it's um, emphasis on subjects that are measured by standardized testing. And to some extent, that might seem logical because these programs are important. But sacrificing arts programs, it deprives students of well-rounded arts education and um, it fails to equip them with the life skills that they need for future academic success. So CAP helped bridge those gaps to ensure all children here in Northeast Florida have accessible arts education. So tell me about those programs that you guys make accessible. So we have, of course, we have after-school programs in um, many areas, and we also have a very unique measurement tool that is called the LEAD Artlook Map. And what LEAD stands for is Landscape of Education in Arts in Duval. This is a national initiative where we work collectively with the National Endowment of the Arts, the Department mm-hmm. of Education, Ingenuity from Chicago, and the Kennedy Center. And they, these are really like the powerhouse of art education. And we are pioneering this work so that um, it becomes like, it's really a one-stop shop of information for parents, for schools, for community partners to see what is available to them. And so with that, if I'm a student that has been deprived of the arts and I want to be engaged with that, what kind of arts can I expect um, to see through you guys? So we um, currently, we offer on-site after-school programs at DCPS, and we are at 32 different DCPS schools. But in addition to on, um, on-campus after-school program, we also offer virtual programs. And if you were to ask anyone, well, 
how is virtual programming working? And I have to say it's working extremely well because during the pandemic, we knew that everything shut down and the arts was a very essential part of our students' lives. So we immediately transitioned to um, virtual programming and we even impact students, military families who had to move out of the country they were joining us from as far as Japan. So um, all students in Northeast Florida, all they have to do is click onto our website, www.capkits.org, and you will see all of the programs that are available, and they are also free to all families. So we encourage everyone to join and participate. And you said earlier that y'all offer things like ballet and violin. So does that mean when I come to these programs, that's what I'm learning? Yes. So we have programs in um, five different disciplines. We have visual arts. We have music. We have um, dance. We have arts as a therapy. So, and um, we also have theater. So it's a, um, so we, we ensure all students tip their toes in all of the different mm-hmm. disciplines in the arts. And can you just kind of put it in perspective? Why are the arts so important to these students? <laughs> That's a really good question. So um, there is a really, really amazing book that is called Grit by Angela Duckworth. So when you think about the word grit, you would think, okay, an athlete who's training for hours and hours Mm. and, you know, they build perseverance and grit, right? But take it for someone who actually spent 10,000 hours practicing on the piano because you did. And I would have to say you that was you 10,000 hours. Yes, that was me. 10,000 hours on the piano. And I have to say, art definitely built grit Mm. because, um, you have to overcome your um, your fears of performing on stage. If you make a mistake, you try to correct it. And even when you walk on stage, mm-hmm. it builds confidence. So it, it really is a well-rounded package for all of our students to experience. And that character trait of grit, of perseverance, of working towards something, setting small milestones, and then achieving something bigger, and then perform on this beautiful stage... That is what builds confidence, and these skills are transferable life skills that every child should have. So just from a personal perspective, I want to know, how has the grit that's been built in you from playing the piano for 10,000 hours, how has that transformed into your professional life? So this is a really funny story. Um, I started to play the piano at the age of three. Oh my gosh. And if you think I'm going (laughs) but if you think it's one of those prodigy stories, this can't be further from the (laughs) So I still remember (laughs) I I was playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and I was so proud of myself and I could not remember how to end the piece. And all I could see was my dad wildly gesturing me to get off the stage. So evidently, I'm like, you know, you have to overcome your mistakes. And 20 years later, I played at Carnegie Hall. I played in London and I played in concert halls in China. And um, what I learned was that through practice, quality arts education, it's it's really beyond just notes. Mm. And it's I, I had to learn how to overcome my fear of playing in public and also 
overcome different things. And they were so important to me. That is why I hope to share this important this passion that I have with students here um, in Northeast Florida and that everyone should have that um, arts education for them to build the confidence and to overcome fears. I love that you said it's a lot more and just beyond notes. And so with that, what are the students most interested in when you bring the arts program to them? I think for many students, it's it's pure joy and fun. Mm. And um, there is a Johns Hopkins study that said, what is the best predictor to a child's future success? And one would think, well, it had to be their IQ, right? No, it's not. It's actually during um, their first, actually, I believe it's third grade. If a child is happy and at school, and um, they have, um, and also, of course, through reading, those are the two best indicators as to predicting their future success. So if a child is happy, and through the arts, they're happy. They want mm. to go back to school, and they just want to be there with their teachers and friends. I, I think that's what the arts does. It keeps everybody happy and be in school, and it's also a form of self-expression. Well, for us um, as your neighbors, what do we have to look forward to in all that the Cathedral Arts Project is doing in our neighborhood? So um, I do want to say that... Um, we offer all of these programs to our community and to all our students. So, so do um, sign up, be part of it, learn a little bit more about us. But also to um, take a look at our um, art look map because it, it provides information that is available to families, to parents, and also community partners to see what resources are out there, what programs that we we haven't heard of, and um, and how we we can gain more access to all of these programs that may already be available to families. And what do you need most from us to stand behind you guys? I would personally love to link arms with everyone in our community to share how important arts education is it's for for our children and um also for for a community to come together to understand that the arts are essential Mm. if there's one thing that we learned from the pandemic was that we saw children draw rainbows on the sidewalks they were they were putting on shows for covid patients and they're writing poetry for to to warm the hearts of everyone the the arts are essential and arts education is essential to all it's a form of self-expression it unites a community and it brings joy to everyone who is part of it so Arts education, it is one of the most important elements in um, in our schools and um, in our community. Well, Dr. Chen, if we want to learn more, what's the best website to contact y'all on? Um, to learn more about our programs, visit us at capkids.org. That 
gives you an overview of our mission, our vision, our programs, and also what we advocate for, and also a look at the art Well, thank you so much for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood, Dr. Chen. Thank you so much for having me, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Welcome to Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's really cool. It's all about getting to know our neighbors and just hearing what really sweet things they're doing with us and for us and our community. And today we're chatting with Cody Thompson. He is a competitor and three-time winner for the Red Bull Knight Riders. Cody, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Colby. All right, background. What on earth is Red Bull Knight Riders? The Red Bull Night Riders. Uh, it's a nighttime surfing event. Okay. And there's a few other reasons it's unique, too. Uh, it's an invite-only <clears throat> event, and Red Bull essentially invites the top aerialist surfers uh, from the East Coast, West Coast. They're actually going international this year. They're flying some guys in from overseas. So, um, And we compete at nighttime. Yeah. And we use a jet ski to give us speed and it's really just a um, best trick highest aerial kind of type event so a little different than a normal event so i feel like it's extra special because first of all when you tell people yeah i surf they're always like enamored by that but now it's like bam i'm throwing airs i'm surfing at night and i'm getting pulled in by jet skis yeah pretty much yeah there's a lot going on yeah um so it's really a a spectator's event so it's not uncommon for jacksonville to have a surfing contest Mm -hmm. this is just a whole different beast i mean you could walk down the beach and see a normal surf contest and most people that don't surf just kind of walk by and they're like, ah, I don't really know what's going on yeah, out there. Yeah. This event, people come out to to watch what's going mm-hmm. on. And if you happen to see a crowd from down the way, you're going to stop and check this out. It's just so different and, and uh, it just really draws you in. And Cody, where is this happening? This is going to be at the Jacksonville Beach Pier. So dead smack in Jack's Beach okay. on the north side <laughs> of the pier this year. So uh, okay. it's going to be a little different than the prior years. But it's a really, really mm-hmm. good spot for it. Um, perfect for fans. It's a great beach and tons of parking. So it should All be right. a really cool event. And it's happening November 6th. 6th. It, what time does it start? Like for what time should we get there? Um, I always tell people to arrive early. Yeah. It, you know, we can't start till it's dark out. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So um, come early, get a good spot, watch the tide. Yeah. <laughs> so don't just get a spot That's at low funny. tide because the, the water's going to rush in. But um yeah, bring some chairs or bring something to stand on and, and really get a good view and, and uh, enjoy. So you said it's invite only, and you've won three times, so obviously you have keep getting invited back, but how do they even pick somebody to enter? So it, it's really like a hand-picked event, mm-hmm. so they look for certain characteristics in your surfing, um, mainly people who have experience with jet ski toe-at surfing. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a little different. You really have to uh, be able to adjust to having that much speed and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, being able to do some aerials is a is mm-hmm. a prereq as well. So um, Red Bull handpicks a few guys. And then in the past, they've done trials, events, local trials. Okay. Um, and then they try and get some locals in there, mm-hmm. too, because, it's you know, it's a local event for Jack's Beach. And, and 
the hometown crowd wants someone yeah. to root for. So. Okay, so if you've won three times, like there's a lot of pressure coming back this year. Like you have a lot of expectations from the crowd, and I feel like yourself. Yeah, I definitely I keep high expectations for myself. Um, my main goal, I, I mean, everyone wants to win the event. Yeah. But just putting on a good show too okay. for the hometown crowd. I never want to come in and feel like I, I left anything out there. So mm-hmm. it's cool to go out there and, and give it your best effort <clears throat> and you know get the crowd mm-hmm. pumped up and everyone's happy for you and and uh, just doing it for my city. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. So you said for the city, and can you kind of put in perspective how big of a deal? It is that this is happening in our neighborhood. Yeah, so Red Bull could pick this event up and drop it anywhere and mm-hmm. be successful with it. And the fact that it's here in Jacksonville Beach is just, it's huge for our community. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville does have a very unique and large and supportive surfing community. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great place for it. And Red Bull sees that and we mm-hmm. support it. So it's it's really cool that we're here in Jacksonville. Um, and the crowd turns up every year, and it's just it's yeah. awesome. Why? What makes it so Jacksonville so appealing with their surf culture? Or Jacksonville is just a large city, mm-hmm. and we have cool surf spots. We have mm-hmm. a bunch of good surfers and yeah. supportive. It's <clears throat> a supportive community out in the water. Okay. Uh, we have. It's just a really good platform for surfers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some of the the most core surf shops. We mm-hmm. have uh, tons of competitions too mm-hmm. you know for up and coming kids some amateur events we have lots of pro events guys come in all over the east coast and and i guess the nation to to compete and, yeah. and surf and jack so uh it, it's played host to a lot of cool events mm-hmm. for surfing and beyond too so it's just been a really good hub like on the east coast for mm-hmm. for breeding surfers and and hosting surf events are you feeling home field advantage uh, yeah, I definitely feel a home field advantage and, and maybe um, maybe even more nervous because of that. So there's more for me to lose out there. Yeah. More people, I guess, expect me to perform. Mm-hmm. So it, it it makes it more exciting and more fun for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, I, wanna, I want everyone to be pumped. I mm-hmm. want to be pumped and, and I want to enjoy myself. So, and I want to win. <laughs> how, how do you even practice for something like this because there's so many different contributing factors. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I've, I've been doing this event since 2010 was the first year I did it. Oh, whoa. So it's been okay. over 10 years. Every year I forget how hard it is to see at night out there. Yeah. <laughs> I get like really excited. Rightfully so. I go out there. I'm like, all right, time to focus because yeah. this is hard. So, and you only get 15 minutes to, to compete. So there's not really much time to adapt. So you can practice all you want, uh, taking the jet ski out, you know, doing some some airs and practicing mm-hmm. and getting your boards dialed in. But as soon as you pick up that rope and you go for your first maneuver, it's like, all right, it's time to just adapt go time. because it's, yeah. it's different every year. So the only constant is it's dark out. That's pretty much it. Every year has been totally different. So. Mm-hmm. It's always exciting, and you kind of don't know what to expect until you get out there and just give it a go. So, so are you surfing at night right now? No, I won't okay. be surfing at night. <laughs> okay. You don't train that hardcore. No, it, I mean, I should. I, I really I can't see that well at night. I, so, I don't think most people can. Yeah, and also the, the added dangers of surfing at night. Yeah. When you're out there during the contest, people are... You know, people are like, oh, you're surfing at night. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't you That's worried about... That's when sharks are feeding yeah, or whatever they say. Yeah, aren't you worried about sharks or, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you can't see and it's scary. I'm like, 
that's the last thing I'm thinking about it there. All I'm thinking about is like, okay, I need a wave and I need a big maneuver and I want to land it. And then you look up and see the crowd and the lights and mm-hmm. I'm not really too worried about anything else. So put your judges cap on. What are they looking for out of this competition? So the main thing with a jet ski is you want to see the surfer going really fast. So okay. down the wave? Uh, into or, the wave. Okay. Yeah. So the jet ski will drive the surfers basically as fast as the surfer wants to go. Mm-hmm. And the surfer lets go of the rope when they feel like they have enough speed. And from there, it's really just a combination of innovation. Yeah. Okay. Blast off. Skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> innovation of maneuver, difficulty of maneuver, and then height of the maneuver. So oh. height is a big one, and it's been mm-hmm. judged on uh, the most, I think. You know, the biggest mm-hmm. error. Then little technicalities that the judges are looking forward to that mm-hmm. might uh, be a little tougher for the spectators to, to really pick apart. But the goal is going to be just going fast and going high. And okay. the spectators love that. Do you have to <laughs> land it? Yeah. So you have to complete oh. the air. Yeah. So that, that actually adds, I mean, that is the main goal yeah. out there is just to go and complete some airs. You're only scored on your best one maneuver. But Out of 15 minutes, you get one score. 15 minutes, you get, yep, your your top maneuver that you okay. you completed. Mm-hmm. So you have to complete the maneuver. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Super heavy. And again, I got the privilege of chatting with Cody Thompson. Um, he's here with Red Bull Knight Riders. And Cody, like, we kind of opened it up with how important it is that this event is hosted in our neighborhood, um, especially with the surf culture. So someone like you who is constantly involved at the beaches and with surfers of all ages, what do you want to see come out of our beaches and our surf culture, like, years later? I think Jax as a whole is in a really really good place um with our surf community just as a whole really but um the surfers that i'm seeing now coming out i mean they're all so young and there's this generation where everyone is is so fired up and so Mm -hmm. dedicated and the families are really getting around everyone and and it's just been really cool to see everyone's so supportive um so that's really cool and then and then the fact that red bull's coming in and having an event like this right in our hometown Mm -hmm. For the kids that are that are up and coming to see yeah. and to witness and and to maybe maybe strive to to compete in one day mm-hmm. like that's something so cool that you can look up to that and go I want to be in that event one day. Mm. What is your favorite part about surfing? Why is it so special to you? <sighs> surfing it. <laughs> Don't get emotional. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> it's really. I mean, it's it's the one place where like you can just go out and and not worry about anything else Mm. like for me you know we're so attached to everything our Mm -hmm. computers our phones cars people you know they have all these attachments and surfing is the one place where like i can just Mm -hmm. be present and surf Mm -hmm. and enjoy myself and i mean that's just one of the reasons really we could go on all day but Mm -hmm. um to me that's the main one it's just it's just kind of a not an escape but it's just Mm -hmm. It's just, just a way out. to kind of, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. only a surfer knows the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> such a good answer. That, I love really, that. It's like the hardest thing Clicky. to explain. Um, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just every every time is different, mm-hmm. too, so you never know what to expect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a cool, mm-hmm. it's just a cool feeling. Well, Cody, for those of us who aren't surfers, because this is an event for everybody to participate in, so what's it look like for us to come and be out there? Even since we're not going to be in the water. 
Right. Well, actually, people get in the water. So oh. if you really okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Get, well, people they'll get like knee deep in the okay. water and real kind excited. Of, yeah. So, uh, yeah, come out and mm-hmm. if you want to stay dry, stay a little bit further okay. away from the ocean. If you want to get wet and kind of be there when the surfers go in and out, like mm-hmm. it, that's the coolest part for me is mm-hmm. um, just walking from the competitors area to the water and mm-hmm. like going through the crowds you get all these kids and lights and everyone's yeah. kind of like talking to you and you know you're it's just a cool feeling mm-hmm. and then you come in like it doesn't matter if you because mm-hmm. there's been years where i've been disappointed in my performance mm-hmm. but you come in and and all the kids are around you like they don't care they, they just, think you're the yeah, coolest thing you're ever like a superhero so yeah mm. it's really a cool event i mean it, it just makes the surfers feel like so special mm-hmm. and then and then Mm. crowd's having a good time too so all right red bull night riders it's happening november 6th and starts at dark but cody tells us to get there early and who are we going to be cheering for we're going to be cheering for me okay (laughs) i like the humility well sweet cody thank you so much for joining us and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood all right i'll see you guys november 6th saturday thank you for listening to our north florida neighborhood Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. A plumbing problem is an immediate problem. You can't wait around for a convenient time for a plumber to stop by. Roland Reich Plumbing is Jacksonville's award-winning, get-it-done-right-away plumber. Call as soon as you see a problem. Call 904-260-7059. Whether the problem is large or small, routine or a middle-of-the-night emergency, Roland Reich Plumbing is standing by to get it done right, on time, and at the right price. Call 904-260-7059. Your friends and neighbors have relied on Roland Reich Plumbing for years. Roland's motto is, have a leak? No need to wait a week. Call Roland Reich Plumbing at 904-260-7059. Check them at plumbingjacksonville.com. Make Roland Reich Plumbing your plumber. Keeps you peace of mind knowing somebody's standing by ready to help you 24-7. Roland Reich Plumbing, 904-260-7059. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, and only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have little or no clinical evidence behind them and may not reliably detect a fever. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help in Babbel's live online classes. Classes are limited to six people, so everyone can get the help they need. Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning style, Babbel gives you the tools you need. Babbel, more ways to learn. Now try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
It's not just Santa who's coming to town, it's also your in-laws and their cousins. So time for some gifts from the Home Depot. From doorbell cameras to intelligent thermostats, you'll look smart and save big on the latest smart home gifts. Does your father-in-law like to fix things around the house? Put him to work with a DeWalt 20-volt two-battery starter kit. Buy one, get one free. That should keep him busy. No matter who comes to town this year, make the holidays yours with savings on tools and gifts store-wide from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. ABC Wednesday. Your favorite artists are back together for country music's biggest night. This is incredible. The CMA Awards with performances by country's biggest stars. Eric Church, Miranda Lambert, Jimmy Allen, Blake Shelton, and collaborations you'll only see here. Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood. Chris Young with Kane Brown. Luke Bryan hosts the CMA Awards live Wednesday, 8, 7 central on ABC and stream next day on Hulu. Hey folks, Dave Benyon here with Zero Res. I just love this time of year. The weather cools down, the air is crisp and clear, and we take the time to reflect on all the good things that we have been blessed with, like our families, our homes, and this great land in which we live. I am also very thankful for all of you, the good people of Jacksonville. Zero Res has been blessed to serve this community for over 17 years, and I'm always taken back by the goodness and generosity of our customers. Thank you. With the holidays upon us, it is time to get your carpets and upholstery, your tile and grout, and your area rugs cleaned and ready for the family and friends. Let Zero Res give you a hand. For the holiday season, you can get your carpets clean for only $49 a room, and your tile and grout will be 25% off. That's a great savings on both carpet and tile. Call now or book online before the schedule fills up. Zero Res spell forward or backwards. It's the right way to clean. C-E-R-O-R-E-C. Zero Res. Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Colleen Rodriguez. She's the CEO for the Jewish Family Support Services. Colleen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So before we tune people out just by saying Jewish, tell us what the Jewish Family Support Services are and then how it is for everybody. Absolutely. So Jewish Family and Community Services was established in 1917, so we are 104 years old. Mm. And absolutely, we were established to help the Jewish community, those that were settling in Northeast Florida. And 104 years later, we still have the privilege of supporting the Jewish community in various ways. But there's a Jewish phrase, tikkun alam, repair the world, make the world around you better. And, and the Jewish community takes that very seriously. And it's not just making the Jewish world better. It's making the, the entire world around them better. And so our agency opened its doors 104 years ago to serve the Jewish community. But now all are welcome through our doors. We, regardless of religion, um, you can get services here and get support. And so as everybody is welcome through your doors, what does that mean? What services do you all provide? It's a wide range of services. We have financial assistance and food pantry. So we pay rent, mortgage utilities, and can provide food for individuals and families with the goal of really stabilizing them and keeping them in their homes, preventing eviction and homelessness. Mm -hmm. 
So we do a lot of work around financial literacy and making sure if we pay the rent this month, how are you going to be able to pay it next month? And also updating people on landlord-tenant rights because sometimes there's a responsibility that the landlord has that the tenant isn't even aware of. So a lot around education as well as, as paying the bills and stabilizing the family. We have a, a large mental health program. We, have, we struggle with mental health capacity in Northeast Florida, and so we're proud that we have 30-plus therapists that wow. provide individual, family, and couples counseling, both in the office, like a private practice, in the schools, in home, just trying to make sure people have access to mental health. So we are on insurance panels. We take Medicaid. Um, and we also have a sliding scale fee for those that do not have insurance or Medicaid. It's a really important service, and we have a psychiatrist and a nurse practitioner that supports us with um, evaluations and bed management if that's needed. It sounds like we do. Oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. No, I'm excited to hear more. (laughs) So we have a school-based program called Achievers for Life, supported by United Way and a partnership that we have with another organization called Communities and Schools. So we are in 10 middle schools. We pick the kids up from elementary as they're transferring from fifth to sixth grade, which is a very difficult transition, and we stay the stay with them 6th, 7th, and 8th, just linking them with resources, a presence at the school, uh, mental health support if needed, and being that liaison between home and school. In all of our programs, you'll hear a theme. It's about wrapping services around our families. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? So very often someone could come for counseling, but then we find out their electric bill needs to be paid. So instead of giving them three phone numbers and hoping they make a connection, we're able to take them down the hall and get their power turned back on and let them leave with food. So we're able to meet multiple needs in the same space. And that's important. Jacksonville's a large community, large landmass, and it's hard mm-hmm. to get around sometimes. And so we, we, we pride ourselves on being able to really provide multiple services. Well, you just said, I mean, Jacksonville is so huge, and it sounds like the needs are just as big. So how are you guys in a position to meet these needs so often? Again, a lot of our programs are are tied together and linked together, and they all really Mm -hmm. stem from basic needs, making sure people are fed, making sure people know where they're going to live, and making sure people are safe. So we do that through our child welfare program where we're protecting children that are at risk of or who have been abused or neglected. And then we do that through our Jewish services department taking care of isolated seniors that need support. Uh, We have the privilege of supporting over 100 Holocaust survivors that reside in Northeast Florida. So making sure, again, people are, are getting to necessary medical appointments, are getting the right nutrition, and are getting the right support. And what do you find is the most common need? Because you meet so many different ones daily. It, it varies, but a, a lot of times what people are coming in, it's, it's a crisis situation. So even if it's a mental health situation, there's some financial aspect to that. So just recently we had the federal dollars, the COVID dollars. We served over 1,700 households. through those emergency rental assistance program with our partnership with United Way and other organizations. And so this this pandemic has really impacted families, families that have never accessed help before in a different way. You know, if you are in the medical field and you work on elective surgeries and when elective surgeries were canceled, that had an impact. 
So a lot of the phone calls we've received in the last 12 to 18 months have been, I used to be a supporter of you. I have never accessed help before, but here's the situation. I have an asthmatic child, and one of us has to stay home, and that impacts our our finances. And so it's it's very rewarding that we were able to step in and provide some services to people that – that we're anxious about accessing services for the first time. So being an insider, really um, hands dirty in all of this, what is your favorite part about the Jewish Family Support Services and what you guys do? Uh, well, I've been here 24 years. Oh, whoa. Okay, <laughs> wow. Anything that I don't love about our organization. Um, I, I really do. I, I keep saying the same thing over again. I think that what we see is that people come through our doors for one issue. But when we delve a little deeper and they build trust with us and we have the needed conversations, we find out that there's more than just one Mm. need. And we don't do everything. So we have wonderful partners that we do refer out if we need to, but we do a lot under one roof. And I think that's comforting to our clients. They don't have to worry about getting on the bus or finding transportation. If you have children and you're trying to move around town, and, and the fact that they can come here and get multiple needs met, I think, is important. It's, in, it's why we are structured the way we are. And, yes, you meet these financial needs, but you guys aren't a handout service. We are not. So our goal, we, are, we would not really be a good social service <laughs> organization if we were building dependence on us. Mm. Our goal is to build independence. And we do that through all of our programs, even our student-based programs. We want our students to be successful. We want them to be confident in in seeking their education, you know, meeting their educational needs. And so we're doing that. We're building their skills. The same with our mental health. We want them to, we're so proud of people when they want to reach out for mental health. And it's how can we stabilize you? How can we teach you coping skills? How can we build your support system? You know, all the way through to our child welfare families. Mm-hmm. You know, our, yes, abuse and neglect has, has happened, but how can we build those skills for the parents so that abuse doesn't happen in the future and that we're able to safely reunify. And so it's, it's not just about let us do everything for you. It's about in partnership with you, let's mm-hmm. build the skills that maybe you weren't taught and, and help you be successful moving forward all on your own and independently. Mm, I love that phrase, not doing everything for you, but rather in partnership. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we want to build skills, and we, we assume that people learn how to finance, do their finances and, and life skills and how to parent from their parents and grandparents, but sometimes there's generational struggles. And so we need to, we approach every individual and family that comes to us, just where are you and what do you need? It's not one one size fits all. We really tailor our plans and and our interventions around the, the specific family. And one thing you said from the beginning is that the Jewish Family Support Services rallies around um, the Jewish values and those Jewish morals, even though you don't have to be Jewish to receive these services. So what are those morals and those values? It really is. I always say the one I already started with, which is tikkun olam, mm-hmm. which was repairing the world and having a responsibility to each other. Um, mm-hmm. We always see ourselves as the face of the Jewish community. So we're being able to interact and really, even though Jewish community is a small percentage of Jacksonville, they're mighty and they're strong and they are very supportive of both the Jewish community and the general community, and it's important for people to know that, that we are, that the Jewish community is living in partnership and wants to be supportive of, of the community and of each other. Hmm. I have the privilege of chatting with Colleen Rodriguez, who is the CEO for the Jewish Fam- 
family support services. And you guys have an upcoming event, the Holiday Gift Giving. What's that all about? We do. So it's, it's, it's probably my favorite program of the whole year. So at, at any given time, we have over 1,500 children that are in the foster care system or at, at risk of entering the foster care system that are under our care and supervision. And it's important for us. We learn very early on that children will come into care and they move into foster parents who provide wonderful care to them and, and they're maybe with relatives. But very often the holidays were missed. Mm. And we want to make sure that our children get to celebrate their, the holiday they're used to, whether that's Hanukkah or it's Christmas or it's some other holiday. And usually all of them center around children receiving gifts. We want them to wake up in the morning and be able to see presents under the tree if that's what they're used to having. And so the holiday gift-giving program is about people from the community either donating money and we go shopping or going shopping on behalf of our children. All of our kids do a wish list. It's on average about $50 per child. They do a wish list of what they'd like to see for the holidays, what kind of present they want. And we all, all of us can remember doing that and being excited about getting the certain Barbie or the doll or the baseball, whatever it is that you ask for. Our kids are no different, and we want to give them the same experiences we give to our own children. So you get a wish list, and then you go shopping. And then we ask that you bring those presents to Jewish Family and Community Services, and they get distributed to our children. We also do that for our isolated seniors, our Jewish seniors. We have over 100 Jewish seniors, and they, all, they too do a wish list about that, what they would like to receive for Hanukkah. And so very often it's lotions or a comfy robe or it's, it's warm socks. And again, we either people can make donations or they can actually get a, a wish list from one of our seniors and do the shopping for us. And how do you pick the specific kids that are in foster care to participate in this? It's all of our kids. Wow. So if a family was to say to us, we have it covered, we do not have any financial need, and we are able to meet this child's holiday needs, mm-hmm. then, of course, we would not include them. But for the majority, our, our families are needing the support. So any child that's in our, our foster care or prevention of, of child abuse programs and even some of our school-based programs, they are eligible to participate. And you said it's basically just $50 per child, which isn't much money at all. It isn't. Their wishes are very, I mean, of course, you're going to have that child who wishes for something great. (laughs) More than $50. Yeah, like a trampoline. Yeah. People have their discretion. They can spend as much as they want. But really, we're talking about basic, Mm. basic things, a basketball, a a baseball, a Barbie, um, a warm pillow, just things that we often take for granted. That is what our children are asking for. You said we can either go out and purchase the gifts or um, give you guys money. What's What are y'all in need of most right now? Really, it's e- either way. It's really up to the donor's choice. If they want the experience, so I have a 10-year-old, or now I have an 11-year-old, I, he, I like him to go shopping oh. for another child. I want him to have that experience. I always get a boy about the same age, mm-hmm. and I say, Nathan, we're going out. We're going shopping for Timmy, and he's an 11-year-old boy, and here's this wish list because I want to teach him. And so some people mm. may want to do that as a family. Wow. We have churches, and we have groups, and we have them. Um, a lot of employer groups, the teams want to adopt a certain amount of families or children, and they do it together as a team building. And then, of course, there are those that even you know, during this COVID time do not feel comfortable going into stores um, or do not have the mobility or the transportation, and they would rather give money to Jewish family and community services. And then we have volunteers that will do the shopping. So it's really whoever's it's their comfort level. 
And so we get to see, say, Timmy's list right off the bat, and we get to go shopping specifically for that list. We can pick out Correct. who we want. You can say if you want a girl, if you want a boy, oh. what age range, if you want a family, if you want a senior, if you want Jewish, if you want not Jewish. So you really yeah. have a lot of say into what, um, who you would like to shop for. Okay, that, that makes it so much more fun. And just to put it in perspective for us, Colleen, how many families are you helping out with this program? So last year we served over 2,000 children wow. and over 100 seniors. Right now, today, we have about 1,500 um, requests that have come in, but we know that that number will increase. Sadly, closer to the holidays, we do see a spike in the amount of children that are coming into our care. And so as the weather changes and the needs change in families, um, we'll see that number go up. So we're anticipating providing gifts for over 2,000 children and over 120 seniors. And what's the latest we can get this all to you? In the perfect world, you will get us the gifts by December 5th okay. and no later than December 13th. We, the case managers have to deliver. These, these gifts are delivered to the home, so it requires a home visit. So we need the time to be able to get these presents out so that it gets there in time for the holidays. And like you said, you've been doing this with the Jewish Family Support Services for 24 years. But what is your favorite part about the holiday gift-giving program? It's the way that the community can interact with us mm, yeah. that's unique. It's people that don't, aren't normally involved with our agency or don't know much about our agency. You hear about, oh, my goodness, a child not celebrating Christmas or a senior not receiving a present at the, presence at the holiday time. That resonates with everybody for one reason or the other. And so it's, I love seeing new faces that come through our door and to learn about our organization. And it's, it's amazing to see the thousands of people that step up to support other people in the community that are needing it. And that's always heartwarming, especially around the holidays. And as you work with these families, how does it impact our community as a whole? Our organization is providing valuable services because it's keeping, I mean, from the, from the beginning, if, if we're keeping people in their homes, that's impacting that family. Mm. We know if children move and change schools, which is what happens when they're evicted from a home, they fall six months behind, which impacts the school system. It impacts the landlord when they have a tenant that's not paying their rent. That, that impacts them financially. Mental health, we're seeing it every day play out in various scenarios that if people are not getting their mental health needs, that impacts their employment, that impacts their family. It, it can play a role in child abuse and substance abuse. So every, all of the services we're providing, there's a ripple effect. And if you can intervene early and, and get services to people and provide that support and build those skills and give them the coping skills, it, can, it impacts more than just that one person, but everyone they come into contact with. And as we realize how big of a deal this is, like you said, a total ripple effect, what are you, you hoping we walk away with after helping out? That even if you just do one thing for one person, you're really, it's, it's so much so many people say, oh, well, I can only adopt one child. That is one child that you're helping. Mm -hmm. That's one caregiver. That it has one less stress off their list. That is one memory you're creating. And for some of our kids, this is maybe the first positive holiday memory you're creating for them, and they will remember that. 
So I never let people say, only I, oh, I can only do this little bit, or I can only help one person. Helping one person changes that one person, and that's huge. And what other events do we have to look forward to with you guys? Our, our next big event will be, fingers crossed we're going to be able to do it in person, is on April 7th. We are having our annual event. We haven't had been able to have one in person for, for two years, but we are planning to, to have an event together where we can gather. It will be at the airport hangar at the Craig Airport, so it will be outside So if people feel comfortable with that. And they can go to our website at jfcsjacks.org and get information about the holiday gift-giving, about ways to volunteer, and about our annual event that's coming up April 7th. Overall, I mean, you said a lot, and there's a lot of needs and a lot of ways we can help. So overall, what do you need from us in this season? We need food. For our food pantry, we would love to see organizations or families do food drives for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. We will see large numbers of people coming to us for food, so food drive is is important. As the weather changes, we're starting to feel it this morning. Very often, our children do not have appropriate winter clothes, so winter pajamas and jackets and sweatshirts for our our Landworth clothing closet is always helpful. The holiday gift-giving, of course, and then just volunteers. You know, go to our website. We can You can call us, and we can talk about ways that you could get involved. Okay. Well, so fun. Um, Colleen, give me that best website and the best phone number to reach out to you guys. So for just general information, the best website is jfcsjax.org. If you are interested in adopting a child for the holidays, for this holiday gift-giving, the best website is holidays at jfcsjax.org. And then I I love to hear and kind of trail things off with what's the success story that you've been able to see that um, the Jewish Family Support Services has provided? We see success every day and it's it's different for each program. But for me, it's going to be we do adoptions and we do reunifications and we really focus on doing those around the holidays and seeing these families be reunited with each other for the holidays and being able to spend a Christmas together, having a child adopted around the holidays and knowing that they are with their forever family and all of their holidays will be together moving forward. Those to me are the most meaningful. Mm. And if we're in need of, being one of these recipients for um, food or clothes or anything else on our wish list, how can we get on that list? Absolutely. So you can either call us at 904-448-1933 or go to our website and there'll be contact information and numbers that you can call and we'll be able to link you with the appropriate department. Okay, Colleen, well, thank you so much for all you do and thank you for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. And thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.